Merritt Street, we're building a new morning show where our guiding principle is to always value your time. We'd love for you to join us. Be part of our community. Each morning will be packed full of news, information, advice, and a lot of fun. And we promise we'll never waste your time. I'm Dominique Soxa. I'm Fanchon Stinger. Join us for Morning on Merritt Street. 8 a.m. Eastern, 7 Central. Essential television. Listen up, Secret Squad. I'm Robin McGraw with an exciting new episode of I've Got a Secret. Today, I'm chatting with Stacy London. Stacy hosted TLC's What Not to Wear for 10 years, helping guests and viewers build confidence through defining their personal style. Stacy is a true expert in all things style, and of course, every woman loves fashion, but I'm so excited about her new journey because it's all about what I think is the most important phase of a woman's life. Stacy is the CEO of State of Menopause, a wellness brand focused on bringing women the relief and support they need through menopause. Inspired by her own journey, Stacy is on a mission to reclaim the narrative surrounding menopause and instill self-esteem in women everywhere. You all know I have so much to say about this topic. Menopause should be talked about shouted about. So I had to have Stacy on the podcast to talk about everything that others typically shy away from with this topic. This is the secret to embracing what could be the best phase of your life, menopause. Stacy, I'm so excited to have you on today. Don't you? Robert, that was literally the best introduction to, not, not me, just to the whole idea of menopause. I mean, can you just I just want to record that and carry it around with me everywhere. <laughs> oh, well, could you hear the excitement, the love, the enthusiasm I have about this topic? I, I mean, I, could I hear it? I, I'm like, literally, my heart is bursting. <laughs> this is exactly, exactly what we need to be saying about menopause. It's exactly the way we need to be talking about it. And the fact that you're so enthusiastic, I mean, it makes me so <sighs> joyous because I feel like in a lot of ways, taking this on, a lot of people didn't understand why I was doing it, right? I'm known, you know, for, for making people over. And certainly my career has been in style and fashion for a very long time. But this felt like such an important topic to me, something that felt taboo, that felt stigmatized, that felt like it touched on ageism, on sexism, on so many things about this idea of aging in our society when it comes to the way we treat women, that I, I really couldn't shy away from it. And my personal experience really made it an important thing for me to start talking about and eventually actually career pivot about. I completely understand everything you just said. I understand your reasoning. I understand your feelings about it. I understand you because I have to tell you, I am so passionate about this topic. Mm. Well, for so many reasons. And number one, it's because every woman will enter the phase of menopause. You cannot run from it. You cannot run from it. If you have female reproductive organs, that is 52% of the population, you will go through menopause. And what a lot of people don't understand about menopause is that it's an actual kind of spectrum, yes. right? There are different phases of it. And the idea that we're so uneducated, that we don't really know what's going to happen to us, that we have no way of connecting the dots, that we have no education, there's not a lot of clinical research or data about this. You know, it's sort of like I joke around about the fact that we we would never let a child go through puberty without explaining what's happening to them. And this is not puberty, but it is another phase in a, the lifespan of our hormonal health. And the idea that we ignore it because we ignore this population, this woman who is, let's say, 45 and over, is ludicrous. And there is so much to be done at this phase of life. I like to joke around that middle age is not the middle ages, right? This yes. is not a dark time. It doesn't have to be. There are challenges that come with the menopause experience, but that doesn't mean that they're hopeless. Things can be hard and not hopeless. Things okay. can be challenging and not life-changing, right? They can, they can be all of the things. It's why I wear a necklace that says and, 
because I feel like two things, more than two things can be true at the same time. And, you know, women can feel at the height of their power, both, you know, financially and healthy, wealthy, wise, but also really be felled by the idea that menopause can really change the way you feel and see yourself. And for me, that's exactly what happened. Oh, that's so true. And, you know, there's one thing I always want to tell women. There's so many things. But I want women to know Mm. menopause is something you embrace because it is part of who you are. It's part of your life. It is not part of your life that you go through. It's a part of your life you enter and Mm. stay in. So embrace it and enjoy it. it's, It's really easy to say. Robin, you know, it's very easy, especially like, you know, 85% of post-menopausal women will say that, you know, look, there was a light at the end of the tunnel for them, but they also said that one or more issue in menopause uh, caused uh, an issue with the quality of their daily life. So I don't like to sugarcoat menopause, right? I think the fact is we really don't know how to connect the dots and it really does a one-two punch on us. And and I'll explain how, right? If you start pre-menopause, which can start as early is 39, right? The fact is that you will spend one third to one half of your life in some stage of menopause. Now, we don't even know this because nobody tells us, right? My my GP and most GPs, one in four GPs does not feel comfortable discussing menopause with their patients. Even some gynecologists don't feel comfortable discussing it. And that's because there's only two hours of menopause medical training in medical school. Uh So, there's no research. There's no, there's no discussion around it. The bigger thing about it is that I think it's the way that we experience this fluctuation in our hormones. So in premenopause, you're going to start to see a drop in progesterone. What that means is that you are going to start to see physical changes first. Your skin is going to change. Your body weight distribution may change. Your moods are going to change. You may experience incredible anxiety, depression, mood swings. That's what happened to me. And it made me feel two things. The first was this complete loss of identity. I was like, I don't look like I used to look. I don't feel like I used to feel. What is going on with me? Mm -hmm. And the second thing was a loss of agency because I didn't know what to do about it. Uh I didn't know who to turn to. Mm -hmm. My GP said, it's menopause. You'll get over it. I didn't even know what that meant. And as a person who kind of people pleases when it comes to the medical profession, I was like, oh, okay. And I went to my gynecologist and she said to me, use it or lose it. (gasps) And I was like, I don't even know what that means. I know, <laughs> I know. You, what, you know, where does it go if I lose it? So, so there was that. And for me, it was just this sense of, I'm not able to get a clear understanding yeah. of what is happening to me. And that's me personally. But then add to that, this kind of cultural sense of irrelevancy that starts to happen to women as they age. This does not happen to men, right? We always talk about how men seem to get, you know, more distinguished as they get older and women seem to be thrown away, which sociobiologically has to do with this idea. If you can't have biological children, then you're somehow your use value drops. But we're so far past that as a society, the idea that we are still reducing women to the capability of their reproductive health is ludicrous. I totally agree with you. And I just want to throw all of that thinking out because it's so old It's so useless, antiquated, because once you're past that phase of your life, you might can think, oh, life now begins for me. I raised my children and now it's my turn. And look, I think, you know, I completely agree with you, Robin. You you want the positive side of this, but I don't think it's sort of like I joke around about the fact that I had to have a middle midlife crisis to get to a midlife renaissance, right? And part of that comes from the fact that being middle-aged does also have age adjacencies aside from menopause, right? I mean, obviously, yes. we are in a very tricky time between 40 and 60. That is when you are dealing with elder care and perhaps dying parents. You're still in childcare or empty nest syndrome. So there is this like pressure on you to begin with. You're also at the sort of peak of when your earning potential can decrease. So there are there are a lot of difficulties around the fact that then you get hit with the physicality 
of your hormones going crazy, right? Yes. But this is a huge opportunity. And it isn't just about this idea that you can take a pause. This is when you should take a pause, yes. right? There is also the fact that we are not dying at 60. You know, now our lifespans are expanding exponentially. We're living into our 90s. So if you start menopause, even at, let's say, the average being 51, you've got 40 years of your health that you want to safeguard after 51, right? Yes. This is the perfect opportunity for you to understand your entire biology, your physiology in a way that really promotes good health and a great life as long as you're alive. We don't start dying at menopause, right? We, we've got right. to figure out how we're going to keep living. That's exactly right. I have so much I want to comment on. First, I want to go back to when you were talking about your experience with menopause and mm. how you reacted to it. So can I just acknowledge with your experience and my experience, not every woman goes through these symptoms the same. So That's do you agree that, that most doctors don't want to talk about it? Because I almost felt like when I was going through it, doctors didn't want to discuss it much because they thought, oh, I could tell you what you might experience and then you probably won't experience. And so you're waiting for it because there's a long list of symptoms that women yeah. experience in menopause and you don't experience all of them. So it's like, wait well, a minute. When, you could. You could. So when's the right. vaginal dryness going to happen? When's the hot <laughs> flash going to happen? When's this going to happen? When are the crying bouts going to happen? Like, right. I, like I didn't experience half of what my friends experienced, but I experienced yeah. some that they didn't. So I want a lot of the listeners out there to understand when you talk to your friends about their experiences, don't automatically think you're going to have all of those symptoms or those experiences. Every right. woman and is I think different. Every woman is different. That's what bio-individuality is. Yes. But the thing about menopause is there's no way to connect the dots if you don't agree that there are a certain amount of umbrella symptoms yes. that you may or may not get, but you have to be aware yes. because it's not, it's, you know, telling, uh, having a doctor tell you, well, I'm not going to tell you what the symptoms are because you may not experience them. To me, is not helpful. That's oh, not no. education, no. right? So the idea, and and I'm a big proponent of right now. Electra Health did um, something called the 21st Century Guide to Menopause. They list the 34 common issues that women may experience in menopause or Perfect. anybody with female reproductive organs. You know, yeah. however you identify. Yeah. And the thing is, you can go to that guide and see if the food allergies you are suddenly experiencing have anything to do with the headaches you are suddenly experiencing or the vaginal dryness that you're now yep. experiencing or the hot flashes that you're now experiencing. The problem with menopause being so amorphous is that it is regulated by the FDA as a disease. Yep. So is pregnancy, by the way, which is insane because that was just decided by a bunch of men. The problem is that once it's designated as a disease, the only two symptoms that they recognize in menopause are hot flashes and vaginal dryness. Yes. However, we know that there are so many more. And the fact is, if you're educated about them, then you can start to see, oh, this is what's happening to me now. Is this pre-menopause? Is this perimenopause? Menopause is only one day right? Yeah. The actual menopause is the first anniversary of 12 months without a period. And everything after that is post-menopause, but you still may experience all of these different symptoms. And I'll tell you, Robin, my journey was, was very particular. I had pretty extensive spine surgery in December of 2016. And when I, it took about 18 months with physical therapy to truly recover from that. Uh -huh. And during that time, I attributed what I was feeling and experiencing to that surgery. It was, uh, you know, about seven and a half hours. I have a lot of titanium. I'm, oh. I consider myself a superhero, oh. but I also started to experience anxiety, depression, um, you know, just uh, this constant, very, like very, very heavy mood swings. I started to get night sweats. I thought this was all because of the operation. Yes. And about a year and a half after I really started to get my strength back and I was going to physical therapy, my father got very sick. Oh. And my family and I took care of him from March of 2018 until he passed away oh. in November of 2018. Oh, I'm sorry. And during that time, I thank you. I started to experience symptoms that I thought were physical manifestations of grief and fear. So he would get a rash, I would get a rash. He would get sick. I would get sick. You know, I mean, I would actually start vomiting. And I did 
I, it never occurred to me because I knew so little about menopause. My brain was working on the information that it had. I thought these two events were causing all of these issues in my body, in my mood swings, all of that, when actually those two events probably amplify uh -huh. my perimenopause experience. But if I had known that these things were possible, if I had known what was coming, knowledge impacts experience. So I would have been able to manage them a lot better than I than yeah. I was able to because I was operating under the idea that this surgery had caused all these problems for me. Obviously losing my father created a great deal of grief, but the way that I, I couldn't manage all of it was so difficult. And it was only when I started <laughs> data testing for a brand called State of Menopause that I realized how little I understood. Yep. And the more I got involved with this company, the more I got involved with the brand, I realized that this was something that I needed to spend time on. And when I got the opportunity to acquire the brand and make it a company, I did it, which was a terrifying thing to do, a complete career pivot at 51. But one, I believe in neuroplasticity, so it was time to do something new. I knew that I could learn something new. And two, the needs of this community are so huge. The same way that I was able to at least I hope, instill a sense of self-confidence and self-acceptance and self-awareness in people with style. I want to be able to do that at this phase of their life because I felt like my self-esteem disappeared. My self-confidence was so shaky. I was so unaware of what was happening to me. So I feel this incredible um, connection between style and wellness, yes. you know, what this brand stands for, because it's the same thing that I've always tried to do for people, which is really believe in yourself, yes. believe in what you're capable of doing. I love that. I love hearing that from you because I completely agree with you. And I feel like if all women knew that whatever you're going through in life, when your hormones are imbalanced, there is, it is, I believe, impossible to conquer whatever you're going through with your hormones imbalanced. You cannot talk yourself into being happy or mm. focused, empowered. I mean, you can try and you can feel like you're almost there. But if your hormones are imbalanced and you don't know it, once the, you get them balanced, once you learn your body and once you learn what is out of balance and you get them balanced, you will then look back and go, wow, I am a powerful I, I, woman I, I, because yeah. look what I just got through with imbalanced yeah. hormones. I mean, it's truly well, you know, the thing is, Yeah, it's night and day. And I, there are a couple of things I want to say about that. The first thing is that you, you can get through these things. Uh, but it's much harder if you don't know yes. that there's a hormone imbalance, yes. right? No, you can even get through if, it. You even if you it. don't do anything, you can yes. get through it. You can white knuckle it. Even if you don't know that your hormone, like if you don't know, there's no way to get through it. If you know that your hormones are imbalanced, even before you do anything about it, at least it gives you a little bit more agency. You're not like, you know, there are mental health issues that go along with this stage yes. of life. And when you're feeling that kind of anxiety or depression, it's one thing if you have no idea where it's coming from. If you recognize there is something going on with you physiologically, immediately that gives you a much bigger sense of control. And speaking about imbalanced hormones, I, I you know, my company, we, we are interested in acute symptomatic relief, and I'll talk about that in a second, but I have nothing against hormones, like actual HRT, bioidenticals. You need to talk to your gynecologist and see if this is right for you. They were villainized in the 90s and the early aughts. And the fact is there are a lot of women who would be a lot happier if they were on hormones. Yeah. And they, you know, they were told by their doctors, it's too dangerous. You, you, you may not have the right genetic profile for this. Well, you might not, but you might be able to. Right. And frankly, the fact is your doctor should be informing you about your options so you can decide That's what right. your choices are going to be, that you are informed, that you have the opportunity to have agency over what you want to do for your body. And this is the problem is that it's very difficult to get information because we still have to destigmatize 
the entire experience, That's right? Exactly. We still have to destigmatize. The word menopause is not a dirty word. It's not a four letter word. It's, it's actually a lot more than that. It's that like is so <laughs> true because when I started the phase of menopause, it was around the time that our oldest son, Jay, was about to go away to college. And I found myself being so reflective all the time. I was sitting around the house, you know, in the afternoons, I would go back to my bedroom and sit and just start reflecting on life, his life, our mm. life. Uh, and it was, that was unlike me. I wasn't yeah, one to was just heavy. sit being so heavy. And I, and I yeah. thought, what is going on with me? I, I know that I'm proud of Jay. I, I feel like Philip and I've done a great job preparing him to go out into the world. This is not like me. I'm very excited for him. We've prepared him. So why am I so reflective and why am I sitting around so heavy? And so I kind of thought this is just not right. So I went to the doctor and I thought, you know, it's time to do some blood work and let's see what's going on. And uh, I mm. went to a new doctor. And uh, when I went back to get the blood read, she said, uh, well, sit down. She had a stack of prescriptions and she said, uh, life as you know it is over. Take these and have them filled. And I went, what? I'm dying? And she said, no, you're in menopause. Take these prescriptions, <laughs> fill them, and come back to see me in six months. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. What do you mean? What do you mean? Yeah. And so it was a stack of hormones, synthetic hormones. and But the top prescription was for Prozac. She said, yes, I said, Pro um, always. Prozac? She goes, yes, you're going to need it. And I went, well, wait just a minute. And I hmm. got up. I walked out of that office, and I, I thought, you know, wait, wait a minute. She said, life as I know it is over just because I'm in, entering the phase of menopause and I don't even know you really. And yeah. so I said, this is when I take control of my life. This is when I take control yeah. of my health and take control of my body. And I started my research because I thought I need to know as much or more than any doctor is going to tell me because this is my body. And I yes. was, I became the research queen. I went yeah, well, to the I have library. To you, you you are not in the majority, right? And this is what you're saying is so important. We cannot take our doctor's word as gospel. You, if you are uncomfortable with anything that your doctor says to you, you have to look for a new doctor. You have to find somebody that you feel can answer your questions and somebody who isn't just going to throw you a stack of prescriptions, right. especially because anxiety and depression can really affect you in menopause. That's this exactly is right. a mental health issue. And, yeah. and what I, I don't like about that is that it doesn't allow you to become your own health advocate, right. right? You get what you're talking about, doing this research, knowing that something didn't feel right to you. I, you know, I completely agree with you. There are, Prozac has a, a million wonderful uses, but when you are in menopause, you have to decide whether or not these choices are right for you, not True. because a doctor is telling you, but because that feels like what you need. And it is very much being in tune with what is going on with you personally, again, bio-individuality, to figure this out. I mean, if you never wanted to see a medical doctor, you would never have to for That's, menopause. There I are agree. a zillion care practitioners <gasps> that all provide different choices when it comes to the menopause experience Bravo. and what you want to do. Bravo. Right. So, you know, we talked about destigmatization. The the next phase of this is to contextualize menopause, to make sure that people understand the lifespan, where this falls in the lifespan of your health, your physical health, not your reproductive health, just your physical health, what that means for you, right? And after we contextualize it, then we start normalizing it. And we normalize it by talking about it like you and I are talking about it. We normalize it by insisting that our doctors give us more information or our care practitioners give us more information. We it, you know, normalize it by creating a support system through friends, through family, through our significant others. Then we optimize it by finding product that can help us, whether that is over the counter or medical. That, that is the goal of my company, to give you resources in which you can say to your friend, oh my God, I've been freaking out. I've been having hot flashes. And for your friend to say to you, here's a bunch of products <gasps> that you don't have to get a prescription for that are going to make you feel better right now. Oh, Because I that's so the, that is the job of my company. I'm the so state happy. of menopause made easy. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Easier. You know what? I want to take the time right now because we have so much to talk about and so much to celebrate, really, to do something that we do with every podcast. We do two things. The first thing is drink of the day. So why don't we do that now? Because we're, I think we're going to have a, just time for a big celebration. We create our drink of the day always to coincide with our topic. So I thought that today's drink could be none other than the hot flash. <laughs> So I want the listeners to know that they can go to I've Got a Secret with Robin McGraw and they can see this beautiful drink that we've created in your honor in this podcast honor. And it's got an orange, bright orange straw. The drink is yellow. It's got a lime wedge and the glass is red. It's just beautiful. It's called The Hot Flash. This is a spicy and sweet blended margarita. Totally yeah. refreshing. I wish we were here in person. Sadly, we're doing this virtually. But this drink. <laughs> consists of one quarter of a large mango, peeled, pitted, and diced, one quarter cup of ice cubes, 1.5 ounce tequila, one half ounce fresh lime juice, one half ounce agave syrup, one eighth teaspoon cayenne pepper. Combine all ingredients in a blender, blend until smooth and frothy, pour into your wine glass or any kind of glass that you love with a lime wheel and cool down. So cheers to all this great cheers. information. I wish we <laughs> That's were amazing. I'm so, I, I'm definitely going to have to try it. Well, I'm trying it for both of us and it's very, very good. So cheers. Good. I'm, I'm thrilled to hear it. Our drink of the day. Okay. So uh, now moving on. Ooh, that is kind of spicy. (laughs) (laughs) So I can imagine you have received just an amazing response from women through talking about menopause so openly. Is that true? Yeah. Well, look, you know, I think there are a lot of things about this that make it interesting. I am happy to be the one sort of screaming it from the rooftops because honestly, there's nothing, you know, I, I think that a lot of people who have been in the public eye before shy away from topics like this because we're still in a position where um, talking about your age or talking about something that feels like icky or, you know, you know, something that's still stigmatized will, you know, have an impact on your career, which frankly, if you are an actor, let's say, look at what women are forced to do in order to kind of keep working. So for me, I, I'm not in that position. To be able to scream about menopause from the rooftops is a real privilege as far as I'm concerned. Uh And the thing is, we have to be aware. You want to meet people where they're at. So there are lots of people who want to discuss this openly, freely, whether, you know, it's people who are looking for product or people who are looking for certain kinds of healthcare, whatever it is. But the fact is that I can be the spokesperson. I can use the megaphone and you don't have to. So if you don't feel comfortable talking about this yet, that's okay. What I want is for you to know there's a place for you to get information. What I want is for you to know there's a place for you to get product to help you. And what I want is for you to know that when you're ready to talk about it, great. And if you never want to talk about it, you can do this at your own time, in your own way, in your own sense of agency. Oh, I love That's it. the thing that I think is so important. I don't, I don't feel like everybody has to scream menopause from the rooftops. I'll do that for you. Oh, I love what I want it. is to make sure that you have all of the information and tools that you need to manage it when you get here and that you know that there's always somebody who is empathetic to the experience that you're having. Oh, I love it. What are some of your favorite products from State Up? Oh my God. Well, oh my God. I don't even know where to start. I mean, you know, how can I say one of my babies is my favorite, but all right, let me, I'll, 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 I'll break it down for you. Um, I would say my absolute favorite product is our face oil. 
Uh And the reason is, is because one of the first things I told you, I think that I experienced when I was, um, when I started to go into menopause and didn't know it when I was premenopausal was my skin got so dry and so itchy. And it felt like anytime I put anything on my face, any kind of makeup, it just looked dry and craggy. I felt like my jowls melted into my neck. I I just didn't feel like me anymore. Uh And this oil it, it literally changed my skin overnight. It's the only thing that I'm wearing right now. I don't know if you can tell. <gasps> I can tell. It is like, it, it is, it is a miracle product. <gasps> it is truly a miracle product. And then I would say, obviously our cooling spray, because I keep that in my bag, in my fridge, by my nightstand, in my medicine cabinet. You don't need it to be actually like refrigerator cold to work, but I just like to have an extra cold one when I can. Um, and, you know, I love our, our self-care products. I mean, we have a CBD oil that I want you to use after you use it, like our lavender bath salts. Oh. I want you to take time for yourself. Oh. I want you to have relief from muscle fatigue and joint pain, things like that. Our Arnica hand cream is great for that. So, you know, we're tackling, and we are, I'll be honest with you, the company really started with skincare in four categories, in cooling, in hydration, in rest and renew, relief, and in strength. And we're trying to now really as a company, as we're growing, address more ways to deal with the 34 common symptoms. So right now, you know, obviously we deal with dry skin, we deal with cooling when you're having hot flashes, we're dealing with muscle pain, breast tenderness, joint pain, those types of things. But now we're moving out of that. And we're going to start to look at the other issues in menopause that need relief, that need, that require attention. I don't even want to say relief. I want, because I want you to have them as management tools. There's no, you know, as you said before, Robin, there's no getting past menopause. Nobody dodges it. I mean, there are people who get away with a lot less, but you can go through six months of symptoms or 20 years. You can have them mild or they can be very severe. All you need to know is that there are places and companies devoted to making sure that this state of menopause is easier. That's my job. I love that. I love that because that's exactly what women want to hear. Like, where do I get the answers? Where do I find out that I am struggling because of menopause? And yeah. and I, I love that you have the answers and that you can tell and let other women know, I've been through this. Everyone needs to know I'm not the only one. Yes. I mean, oh my God, I, 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 I'm, that's exactly, you're, you're basically speaking to my heart. The idea that we, I, I don't want to say suffer, but that we really struggle uh-huh. in isolation really is because we haven't found a community that understands us. When we speak the same language as somebody with empathy and compassion, then we know we found our tribe. And that's exactly what this really movement should be about, right? It's not just about, I'm going to tell you about this because nobody is talking about it. It's really because we need a a, a tribe of people that we can trust with things that we might be embarrassed about, which, you know, hopefully I want to change. But even if you're not embarrassed, you just want people to know what you're talking about. You want a shorthand when you're speaking to somebody about what's going on with you. That's right. And this is, you know, finally, I think we're, we, we already saw the changes in, in women talking about their periods or their pregnancies or postpartum depression or even infertility. This is kind of the final frontier uh-huh. that, you know, we need to shine a light into the corner of this darkness. We need to shine a light under the bed because the monsters aren't so scary once you shine a light on them, right? So I always talk about this as innovating for the darkness, innovating for the stuff we think is scary until we get there and realize that it isn't. It doesn't have to be. That's and so that's true. that's what the whole kind of philosophy and mantra about the, you know, of this company is. I love it. Do you know when I walked out of that doctor's office and thought, okay, no one's gonna tell me just go fill these prescriptions and come back in six months. Mm. It's time for me to learn my body and find out what I need to do to be the healthiest I have ever been. And that is exactly what I did. I w- I went to a bookstore. And Mm. I remember sitting on the floor and thumbing through every book, putting a stack beside me of what I needed to buy and whatever I needed. Like I said, made an appointment with my pharmacist and I got more information from him because he told me the doctors, the list of doctors I should consider visiting Mm. because they're the ones that sent their patients to him to have their prescriptions filled. So I made a list of potential doctors I would visit with. 
uh, I finally narrowed down the list and picked the one doctor that I knew was my doctor because she answered every question I had from all of the information I read. And I decided to go with uh, bioidentical hormone replacement therapy. She did hair follicle testing. She did saliva testing. Mm. She did the urine test, the stool test, everything. I found out everything I needed to know about my body. And I have to tell you, this experience of menopause was probably the best thing that ever happened to me. I am the healthiest today that I believe I have ever been in my life. I know my body better than anything else. And it's all because I embraced menopause. I set my husband down. I told him, this is what's happening to my body. This is what I'm experiencing. And I want you to know all about it. He was thrilled to know. It's, I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at the world. I'm experiencing this imbalance here. Here's what I'm going to do about it. I even told my boys, okay, boys, no, just coming into my bedroom in the middle of the night. If you need to ask a question or to tell us you're home, you know, whatever, because I may be sleeping naked. I'm having night sweats. <laughs> I mean, I explained to him, my body's going through a phase right now. So you need to understand yeah. this and that. And our youngest was probably 14 at the time. He went to Six Flags over Texas and came home with a spray bottle that was a had a little pup and it was a fan and a spray bottle. He goes, here, Mom, I got this for you at Six Flags today for you to have on your nightstand. So I informed my entire family, not as much detail to the boys as I did with Philip, but yeah, it's something, don't be ashamed. Share with your family, share with your friends and girlfriends, you know, trade stories and stuff. So, because it's a normal part of life. But, you know, Robin, I, I really feel, you know, honestly, I haven't heard many people talk as openly about this as you have. And certainly what you did is exactly what I would recommend to all of your listeners to do. Great. It is absolutely essential that you educate yourself about your body and that you share that information with the people that you love so that they're not, they're, they, they do understand yes. why you may be emotional, why you might have a short fuse. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy for you that you were able to find a doctor, that you did the research, that you knew that bioidenticals were right for you. Unfortunately for me, because of other health issues, I could not take hormones. So the fact that I didn't know what was happening with my body, and even if I did know, I couldn't have taken hormones, there was no opportunity for me to figure out what I needed. And there were no products available. I mean, we're just starting to see the quote unquote menopause market start to open up. We're starting to see companies that are looking for over-the-counter solutions that are not medical, that can help people who can't be on hormones or don't want to be on hormones or can't afford hormones. And the last thing that I do want to say about that the last kind of phase, you know, we talked about destigmatize, contextualize, normalize, optimize, is democratize. Mm-hmm. Because you know, as well as I do, our healthcare system is broken mm-hmm. and it is not, you know, equal for everybody. And one of the things that I think is so important is that we have options that are affordable for yes. anybody going through this experience. Yes. It is really important that we know that even if you can't, you know, afford a doctor or afford insurance, there are ways for you to deal with this during this phase that can be made much easier if you know about them. Oh, I That's love it. the most important That's thing. That's so true. There are ways to get through it, even if you cannot or if your body is not able to take hormones. Or that's mm. I love hearing that. And I have read all about your battles with an eating disorder and chronic illnesses. Did entering menopause trigger these traumas for you? No, but I will tell you that there's a great book called The Menopause Manifesto by a doctor named uh, Dr. Jen Gunter who is a gynecologist. And one of the things that she does talk about when I read the book is that, you know, other other traumas from your life can impact the menopause experience. So certainly the fact that I had eating disorders and body dysmorphia when I was younger, probably still have that a little bit of that dysmorphia. I'll have it my whole life. Um, definitely affected, I think, how extreme menopause was for me. And I don't know that it would have been otherwise. Um, but as I said, I really believe that the the bigger issues were spine surgery and um, the death of my father. Oh, and again, it's hard to 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 kind of piece these apart and say, oh, one thing you know, one thing made this other thing happen, and this made this happen. 
it's too hard to say, but there are, it is absolutely true that if you have experienced trauma in your life, that is going to have an effect on, on the menopause experience. Uh It's just one of the things that happens to be part of, you know, your genetics and your external experience, your, your nurturing, right? Nature versus nurture. Everything matters here and everything comes to bear on it. And the first thing that I would say is if you are confused about where you might be in this menopausal cycle, then certainly the, the, the most predictive genetic factor is when your mom had menopause, right? Not everybody can ask their mom. And some moms had radical hysterectomies or oophorectomies or, you know, in cases like medical menopause, their chemotherapy or things like that, breast cancer with tamoxifen, all of those will throw you into menopause. But if your mom got to menopause chronologically, then that is a very good indicator of when you will start to experience the, the, the yeah. issues surrounding it. Very good. Very good information. When you were struggling through your symptoms, was there a moment when you finally started to feel like yourself again? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I still experience uh, some of the issues in menopause that, you know, some, the, the anxiety, the depression, that, that as heavy as it was, like after my father died, has dissipated quite a lot, but certainly I get hot flashes. I still get night sweats. Um, you know, there, there are certain things that uh, continue to happen to me. Like I certainly, I, I notice the loss of collagen in my skin all the time, but the thing is, now that I know so much about it, now that I have gone down the rabbit hole yeah. and really started to understand menopause for what it is, I have control over understanding what's yes. happening to me. And because I have control of, and that knowledge, it makes it a lot easier for me to manage it. It's also why I started a company, basically, yes. <laughs> co-founded a company, basically oh. to address it, because these are the things that we need to be able to do. Yes. And we need to trust in the products that are out there by trying them, finding what works for us. And then we move from there. So, you know, when I'm experiencing a hot flash, I know I have cooling spray. Yeah. You know, when I start to notice that collagen in my skin, I'm like, oh, wait, I have great, rich facial moisturizer. When I'm having hot flashes and I know I still need skin hydration, I've got a cooling gel. Like these are the things that I know I can count on. Um, you know, when I start to experience some of the things that really still happen post menopause. Right. And the great thing I want to say about the opportunity is that there's always the foundational stuff when we talk about, you know, when you enter this new phase of your life, which really is an evolution. Right. Yep, this yep. is just another iteration um, of becoming who you are. Yep. One, you have to let go of who you were to become who you are in the first place. But also there are always three things that you can start with. Always food, exercise and sleep. Yep. And those things don't require a doctor. They don't require medicine. They don't require anything. You yep. want to regulate those as much as possible. If I had known in my 30s that strength training was going to be so important, I would have started strength training earlier. If I had known how important calcium was going to be for my bone health, then I would have started you know, eating more calcium-rich foods. These are things that are so basic and easy and important and, and very, as I said, easy to do, right? That's you taking control. That's you creating agency over your own life, making sure you go to sleep at the same time every night, getting up every morning at the same time. These things will create a health for your body before you get to menopause. Oh, I love it. So that you're in the best shape you can be in to experience menopause. And that makes all the difference as well. That's so true. It's never too late to get started either planning. That's right. Or preparing yourself for the next phase of your life, whatever it is. And I love it. Just always taking care of yourself. Always taking care of yourself. And, you know, I I have to say the other thing is always taking chances. Like there is no, there is no, um, you know, expiration date on opportunity. And as much as I love style and style will always be in my DNA, I saw a real need, a real desperate need for this community to be seen, to be heard. I was, I'm part of it. I, I am part of this community. And so for me, making the decision to do a massive career pivot, really at 51, was was something that I really wanted to do because I wanted to prove that I could do it. Uh-huh. I wanted to prove to myself that you're not just one thing, right? Remember my yeah, aunt's yeah. necklace? It's really about you know more than one thing about you can be true. And you need to be, honor both of those things, all of those things, honor who you are and honor the fact that it's never too late to try 
anything. Oh, it's never too late until you're six feet under, as far as I'm concerned. I totally agree. When you started that sentence, I just got this visual of you pulling the word menopause and everything about it out from underneath the rug, because it just seems like for years and years and years, everyone wants to sweep it under the rug and not talk about it. But That's I right. just got this visual of you like, oh no. We are ripping up the carpet. We up are the ripping carpet. up the carpet. Well, I know that you're only getting started with Stata. Then I just think it's so exciting. How do you see it growing and expanding? Well, you know, I like to think about um, my my vision for it is a, a menopause ecosystem, right? I don't think that that exists in the world yet. I think that we need to be able to find products that can help us as easily as we buy Vaseline and Band-Aids. Yep. And we are just getting started. I launched the company in April. So we are wow. baby, baby, baby company. But I'm telling you, the response really has been incredible because I think the need is so great. And that's what I want. That's what I want for people. When you walk into a store, I don't want you to have to go to anti-aging products. I don't want to have yep. to, you to go to clean beauty. I don't want you to have to do any of that. I want there to be an aisle for menopause. Yep. That's what I want. That's my that's my dream. That's my vision. Um, and you should be able to find that online and you should be able to find that in your favorite store. I love and I think, you know, we're not far away from that. It's going to take a little bit of time, but not very long. I believe and it. certainly not with people like you, you know, who are out here, you know, really speaking the truth about what this opportunity in life can be. Oh, I believe you. So we've come to the next place in our podcast that we do. And that's game of the day. So how do you like playing games? I'm terrible at them, but I'll try. (laughs) Well, we always create a game that is just perfect for our topic and our guest. And so this game is called Instagram Deep Dive. So for today's game, we're taking a trip down memory lane through your Instagram. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to hold up and describe a few of your fabulous social media posts, and you're going to give us all the backstory behind the shot. So Secret Squad out there, you can head over to our Instagram page at I've Got a Secret podcast to see the post we're describing. So let's get started. Number one, October 25th, 2021. (laughs) Twirling in a red, yellow, and green dress in Mexico. That is right, but that is not me. That is one of my best friends. And we were celebrating her 40th birthday in Salulita, Mexico. And I just thought it was such an incredible picture. So I wanted to post it. Um, I love it. There were about 12 of us there and we drank a lot of margaritas, a lot of tequila. No wonder I picked this photo because I love it. I love tequila and margaritas too. And I knew it wasn't you, but I just thought, beautiful post. You've got to tell us all about it. Okay. Isn't the dress amazing? That dress dress is from Saad. Yeah. It it is amazing. And it fits her beautifully. Okay. The next one is number two, March 24th, (sighs) 2016. It is from your vantage point, looking into a crowd at what looks to be a conference. Yes, it was a conference at the UN on the state of happiness, a worldwide global conference on happiness. And that's why you can see that there were all those different languages on my screen. And I was the moderator for a panel that um, had representatives from all of the countries that rated the highest happiness in the world. Oh, my gosh. I love that. I'm so happy that you chose that one. I love it, too. I'm happy, too. Okay. Number three, July 2nd, 2017, black and white photos, which I love. Sitting with a whiskey in one hand and your dog in another, wearing a gorgeous furry vest and a fedora. Yes. So this was um, a photo experiment. Um, I had been to see the Irving Penn exhibit, who was the first photographer I ever worked with at Vogue. And he had done a series of portraits that had a similar background. And I'm wearing all of my own vintage clothing and wanted to try um, replicating kind of the the idea of them, the vision of them. And there was something about styling myself this way that I was really excited about. It felt like, you know, kind of old timey, obviously a little bit 40s. And I kind of felt like a glorious broad. I wanted to feel like a broad. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's my dog, Dora, when she was like a little, little puppy. She's, oh, she's a big girl now. Oh, how cute. Yeah. I love vintage photos. You look amazing in it. Amazing. Thank you. Okay, the last one, December 12th, 
2018, my daughter-in-law's birthday. She had a birthday yesterday, December 12th, 2018. A selfie with Lin-Manuel Miranda in a plum tux jacket. Yes. Well, I was dressing him for an event and he tweeted this picture and said, one more tux jacket, plum, if you say so, Stacey. And my response on Instagram was, I do say so, Lynn. I do say so. Um, Yeah, it was at the premiere in London of Mary Poppins Returns. And he was wearing, uh, we were dressing him and uh, that jacket was the after party jacket. It was purple. It was gorgeous. He looked amazing in it. I stand by it. I stand by my styling for him. I love that picture. It was taken in an elevator in London in, oh. uh, in Claridge's hotel. You two look amazing. And like you're having a lot of fun and you look gorgeous. I mean, my, my job was to make him look gorgeous and I think he looks gorgeous. <laughs> well, thank you so much. That brings us to the end of this phenomenal episode. But before we wrap up, I need to ask you one final question. This podcast yes. is all about sharing life-changing secrets. So can you share one major secret that has dramatically impacted your life? Okay. I don't know if this sounds like a secret, but I'm going to tell you anyway. I think the biggest thing that happened to me when I was working on What Not to Wear okay. was when I started that television show, Yeah, I didn't like myself very much. And it was really easy for me to be kind of critical of other people uh-huh. because I had that negative loop running in my head all the time. And what I learned over the course of that show was how to be compassionate for others. <gasps> when I saw the kind of pain and struggle that other people were going through and how I was so able to be so kind to them. It literally changed the way I could talk to myself. It changed the way I felt about myself. It changed the way I, I, I thought, oh my goodness, if I'm going to have this negative voice inside my head, I'm going to put another voice in my head that's positive and I'm going to let them fight it out. Instead of just thinking I'm, I'm not worthy or I'm not, you know, I don't have anything to offer. I would look at people on that show who would say the same thing. And I would be like, you're crazy. Look at how wonderful you are. Look at how incredible you are. And I finally had to teach myself that I'm not so bad either. And that, that, that was the, maybe the greatest gift of the show. That was perfect. Thank you so much. Now, please tell the listeners how to find out more information about you and state of online. Yes. Okay. Well, we are um, at Shop State of on Instagram, and I, I, on Instagram, I'm Stacy London Real, and the website is stateofmenopause.com, and you can shop by product or you can shop by concern, uh, and you can you know let us know what you think. Please reach out to me at heystacy at stateofmenopause.com if you want to email me directly with any questions or any comments or any things that you'd like to see because. We do not consider ourselves a transactional company. We are an interactional company and we don't exist um, in a vacuum. We exist to make the state of menopause easier for you and with you. I love that. Listeners, take her seriously. She means it. So Secret Squad, head on over to I've Got a Secret with RobinMcGraw.com for more information about today's episode, as well as photos, recipes, and blogs. I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.